少年ジャンプス What is love? Violet, don't hurt me. Hey, what the fuck is up? How's it going? Welcome back to Shonen Chumps, the only anime podcast on the gosh darn internet. As always, I'm Brennan. I'm Sean. I'm Dylan. And、uh, if you didn't know, We watch anime together and then we hang out and we talk about it, and that's what this podcast is.、Uh, if you're new here, welcome.、Uh, strap in, strap on.、Uh, if you're a return customer, hey, what's up? How you been? You taking care of yourself? I hope so. Drink more water. Anyways, the anime that we watched this week was Violet Evergarden. So, just as a reminder, you can reach us at Shonen Chumps on Twitter, or、yeah. you can email us at shonenchumps at gmail.com. Yeah. And wherever you're listening, we're also available on YouTube and Apple iTunes Podcasts and Google Play and any other place you get your podcasts. So, if you're listening on one of those, check us out on the other one. Maybe if you need to. I mean, to,、yeah. if for you, convenience. Yeah, fuck it. We're also on SoundCloud if you're like a rapper. On SoundCloud, and、yeah. you want to just go to our page or yeah. something? Yeah, if like, you want to spit on our opening track, that'd be sick. Send it to us. Yo, remix that shit.、Uh, <laughs> we're not quite Little Pump, but we're getting there.、Um, Guys,、yeah. Little Chumps. Little, little, chumps. Chumps. little Chumps. Nice.、Uh, in a sentence, what did you think of Violet Evergarden? Oh shit, now I'm getting nervous because I didn't think about what my sentence would be. <laughs> Sean, go first. No. <laughs> Dylan? What? <laughs> I know, it's usually me who goes first. Okay,、yeah. I'll say that this started off very slow, but it ended up doing some things I really appreciated, and I enjoyed the anime. Period. Nice. That was less of your usual style of describing shit、mm-hmm. than usual. I'd like than to change、usual. it up, whatever. Fuck, man. Um, Can't tame this pony. <laughs> Are you ready, Sean, or should I go? <laughs>、uh, I'm not ready yet. Okay. You go. Okay.、Um, at first, I thought this show was 100% bullshit until I saw the face of true bullshit in, in the form of another show that we watched called The Ancient Majesty.、Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, you hated the last. Okay. Yeah, no. And then. Returning to this show, I realized how much of a gem it truly is, and I actually really enjoyed it. Whoa. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> we're not gonna shit on this one, guys! <laughs> Or maybe we will, Sean? So, at first, I thought the show was bullshit, and then I watched it and Ancient Magna- Magus Bride around the same time, and I've lost all faith in anime. 
Oh no! Dude. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I want to say we Sean we, we kind of watched these shows at the same time. We actually started off watching Violet because we planned to release yeah. it earlier, and then we ended up switching it around, and so we switched focuses to Ancient Magus Bride. Right. And uh, I think it's fair to say that all of us were not enjoying either of them very much. <laughs> I think I was okay with Violet, but I, I think we all felt like these none of these are that I, good. Yeah, I watched three episodes, like the first three, and I was not sold on it. I was kind of like... Of what? Violet? Violet, yeah. I was like, this looks so nice, but also I don't give a shit about whatever postal service bullshit this is about like this is not going anywhere i don't know what this is and then and then we watched something truly catastrophic uh i'm i'm so sorry if i'm hurting your feelings this is just how i feel uh i didn't like the, the ancient magus bride uh and then coming back to this this show and the ancient magus bride actually have a lot in common i except, agree except the, yeah you do but i think that Violet actually did a lot of things much better. Interesting. Right. I want to hear more about why they're similar to you. We'll get but I also it. want to say that um, if you're curious why we all collectively didn't like the Ancient Magus Bride, you can check out our previous episode. Uh, Which is on the Ancient Magus Bride. Yeah. 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 Magus, <laughs> Magus Bride. Uh, our previous episode uh, delves into that. So we but, have reasons. We're not just shitting yeah, on it for so, no reason. Yeah. Yeah. We have an hour's worth of reasons yeah. <laughs> that you can listen to. Yeah. And it's not all bad. There are things I yeah. think we liked, but mostly not. Yeah. Yeah, for reals. But so is this, Brendan, you're talking about uh, Violet Evergarden in the context of Ancient Magic Bride. Like you said, you thought it was bad, but then you saw something worse and that made this better. But, but also, I think this no, on no, its no. own. I think this is a good show. Like, okay, no cool. But I That's just appreciate it even more because of how bad I saw another show do the same things that this show is trying to do. So what did what did you think it was trying to do and how do you guys say that it compares to Ancient Magic Bride? I don't want this whole episode to be a comparison, but I'm right, in, right. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Um well, I mean like it first felt similar in the beginning, but then it <laughs> totally changed for me. So I'm I want to hear what you guys saw. I mean in in that regard, I think these two shows are both uh, just shows about relationships where it's like, oh, okay, you're going to establish these characters and then the entire story is based on how they interact with every other character in the world. Uh, and the big commonality here is one of the main characters in the ancient Magus Bride, which was the Magus, Elias, uh, is like an unfeeling idiot who's trying to like uh, comprehend humanity and... Uh, similarly, Violet, the main character of this show, is um, someone who clearly doesn't understand human beings because of uh, just her circumstance in life. And she spends the entirety of the show trying to understand why people are people and what makes a human human and how she can like wrap her head around the emotions and experiences that she's having. Um, and I feel like the journey that both of these characters go on in Violet hers is much more of an intricate progression and each of her interactions with all the characters she meets along the way shows her a different aspect of like humanity and it's all very much more nuanced and it's all very much more based in reality and how people's uh like sort of views on like heartbreak and 
the loss of like family members or like just pain in general or like love and stuff like that just the way those things are formed in the world of violet seems so much more like realistic and grounded in reality and actually says something about the world that we as people live in uh as opposed to the ancient magisbride just pulling garbage out of nowhere and not having anything make any sort of logical sense yeah, nailed it. Great. I, <laughs> yeah. I agree a lot. Uh, I really like that uh, Violet was grounded in reality. Yeah. Like, almost completely. Almost. Uh, yeah. Almost, Other yeah. than, I guess, the fact that you can't have metal arms. And you can't get your arm in like a, shot completely off yeah. by one bullet. Yeah. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, Two but times. But this seems <laughs> to take place in a kind of parallel universe to ours in, I want to say, like, the 20s, roughly? Yeah, like it's 20s, like... 20s, 30s? It's like early 1900s, like, like yeah. part of the century. Yeah, it reminds me, like, this war that they fought, like, reminds me kind of, like, what World War One is-ish. Yeah, it kind of seemed like sort of trench warfare... Blitzkrieg, like World War Two style, sort of. Yeah, you know. so you're War, telling World me it takes place at the same time as Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's dude. actually when, my, when my my first note was literally looks like it's in the 1920s, comma slightly steampunky, comma metal arms, comma kind of like FMA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I even noticed some of like this uh, the the sound design. I really like the subtleties of hearing like her clinks. metal arms. Yeah, dude. Like a lot, it, it reminded me a lot of Edward Alric. It was like really nice subtle sound design with the with the arm. Which I enjoyed. For one of my notes, I just wrote down full metal typewriter. <laughs> yeah. That's what the show is to me. Yeah. You took notes. That's great. A little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah. Guys, so, I'm astonished that you like the show. Really? <laughs> Man. I'm wow. fucking blown away. I, okay. So <laughs> I was kind of like, this is an okay show. It was nothing yeah. to write home about. Right. But then the last half, like episode seven onward, I thought was just like great. Yeah, man. And it did a lot of cool stuff. Like, like the fact that it was based in reality was really interesting in some of the, the subject matter they were hitting on. First, uh, like, in Ancient Magispride, Elias is just some, like, like ugly-ass skull creature who's, like, an animal and doesn't understand his, like, basic human needs. Violet's like a child deer. soldier. Yeah. yeah and that's, like, really interesting because, like, I mean, those exist. We oh, know man. what child soldiers yeah. are. Like, their humanity is really taken from them. Right. And so this is about a character gaining her humanity and, I guess, like, learning. Not, like, she wasn't, like, treated poorly as a child soldier. I guess she was, like, they say that she was an orphan and then she was taken in. Right. And then she was just in the army. But it was really cool. Like, the grounds for her learning about humans was infinitely more interesting here. Yeah. And it made sense. And it's something that, I guess isn't too far off from our world like that's possible exactly yeah right like she's a character that could exist in our world yeah and i i also definitely liked just sort of how little context or fuss there was around her like origin story she isn't like some prodigal child of a great soldier or some shit she wasn't like a, a test tube soldier who like broke free or some shit there, there's no fluff it's nothing she just shows up and and is just dragged into the army by uh, what's the major's name? Um, his brother. Oh yeah, the dude with the Ugh, ponytail like brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy. Uh, he just ships her over in a box and is like, "Yo, look what I got. This is yours now." To to his brother, and he's like, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna take care of this child." And I, that's just it. I, their last name is Bougainvillea or something. Bougainvillea. Oh, so, <laughs> so he's Dietfried, 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 and uh, uh, the major is Gilbert. Gilbert. But the brother is. I'm just going to call them Gil and D. But, like, Brennan, there's a little bit of that. Like, 
sure she becomes a soldier, but she's also like incredibly powerful, and people like revere her on the battlefield. Right. Yeah, and she's, like, oh, she's, it's she's the fucking... OP as shit. I just like that. Whatever there's the no explanation for it, and they don't dig into it more than is necessary right what we do know is that she's just an orphan and so i kind of attributed that like yes it's almost like she's quite talented but right. i just uh i thought it was just like she you know she's just been surviving on her own and she's like this child who doesn't have a home and she's just, yeah she's, yeah i guess there's like this large war going on so maybe she lost her home quite young as a child and she's been on her own traveling and just doing whatever she can to survive. Right. And on that front, yeah, I really like that too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's I mean, she's definitely OP as fuck. Mhm. Uh but I just like compared to the fucking lore dump of the Ancient Magus Bride, this is just like no fuss no muss. Here's your character. She's hurt as fuck. She's got a hard life. Boom, we're in it. Yeah. Here's a story. Let's get to it. Yeah, and because I can, like, uh, I think sometimes when you explore humanity, that's, like, one of the themes that's being explored through the whole show. Yeah. Like, it, it feels real. Like, Violet feels like yeah, a real character, yeah. like I just said before. So that's why I enjoyed that. Right. Um, I don't know. It all felt incredibly boring to me. Like, she felt like... It- an incredibly boring main character. Yeah. So and and so that's like totally fair because that's how I felt for the first half of the show. Yeah. Right. Those three I do episodes. agree. I agree with both your points, Dylan. I agree with your point saying that it got better after episode seven or eight. Mm-hmm. It did get better. And Brennan, I agree that it's a better show than Ancient Magus Bride. Yeah. I still think the show is awful. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, something I want to bring up is that. The concept behind like the auto memories dolls and like writing letters, notes, writing letters for yeah. other people, uh, made me think of that movie Her, yeah, uh, the okay. twenty thirteen I think movie Her, yeah, um, because it had the main character in that movie I think works for a company that writes letters for oh, other people, yeah, and yeah. it's just like a company of employees who write letters to people that you love, and I think there's like employees in that company who are writing letter letters like to each other because both people or recipients in the family right. aren't writing for each other. Yeah. And it was really cool. And yeah, that came out in 2013 and I guess Violet started being written as a light novel in 2015. Oh neat. It's possible that they just watched Maybe. the movie and then tried to like throw that into their, into yeah. their manga or a- light novel. About that. I feel like there's like a lot of focus on like the, the craft of writing a letter and just like the medium of letters, I guess. And I was like, what are you trying to get at here? Like, I, like it's very, like, it's nice. Maybe there's more sentiment because it's like, it's something that you take time out of your day to do as, as opposed to like modern methods of communication where you just like shoot someone a text being like, yo, what up? Rather than like writing them a letter and having someone like hand deliver it and blah 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 and the whole thing about like oh like people's emotions are every letter deserves to be delivered it's someone's precious emotions and it's like okay it's it's fair but i feel like there's a bit too much focus there what i did think worked though was just how they sort of used um letters as sort of just like a it's just it's just the vessel through which they deliver different stories about different human connections it's like oh like the letter home from the dying son or the letters between uh two arranged lovers who don't really technically love each other i think 
Well, initially. Well, initially. Well, or, well, I guess they do, but they're like, they not their, sure if it's really genuine because right. they haven't seen each other. And they're like forced to fake it and stuff like that. Yeah. I think oh, that's right. the cool part of it. But I think the literal letter writing shit was a bit... Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I was kind of like, there's a lot of focus on this. I well, I didn't mind it <laughs> because of just like the way you said that. Like, I just accepted it as a vessel to go through the different stories uh, each episode and have Violet learn more about <laughs> humans in general. Right. And so I was completely okay with that. But like the way the right. show and started, it, it was kind of like almost the sport that like whatever shonen anime you're watching, like that they're trying to be the best at. Like it was the Beyblade. They're trying to be a world champion of fucking letter writings. Like, oh, I'm going to go to letter writing school and be the best right. letter writer yeah. in the whole fucking town. And it's that's like, why it had like, <laughs> that really slow start. Yeah. And it didn't really hit its stride until episode seven for me. That was the episode with the writer who's trying to uh, finish a play. Right. And it's yeah. like about oh, his was, daughter. That was pretty beautiful. Right. I like that. And there was a, there was like a beautiful scene at the end where Violet takes the parasol and she jumps across the pond. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this show like looked pretty. Yes. Oh, all wait. the way through, and that was one of this... the most beautiful shots. And then like the writer imagines talking to his daughter. Right. Uh, and she's as as an adult. It's really cool. I think yeah, everything looks detailed. But I don't. I didn't really like the character designs. Oh, like Violet's enough. face is like. I don't know what's going on there. It's very dead. Yeah, it's very, very dead. dead. To the point where she has to pull her face around yeah. when people are like, what right. that was funny. I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> no, I did I did think the show looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of how slow it started, my initial reaction was, oh, this is just all fluff. This is just something really pretty to look at, but it doesn't mean a damn thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there... It's, it's kind of hinted at uh, in, in the beginning, but uh, a, pl- a plot point, or sorry, a theme that they really start to drive home toward the end, probably from, I think, around episode eight. Yeah, episode eight, because that's the flashback to, like, how Violet was found and got to know the Major and her battles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the, the perils of war. Yeah, dude. And uh, I really enjoyed what they were, were saying. And, I, I mean, you know, I haven't watched a ton of anime, but I haven't seen... I haven't watched an anime that's so grounded in reality. Right. And also, like, addressing things like this. Right, yeah. Right, like, some like some of the stories, it, like, uh, and people going through PTSD. That's right, kind of, like, yeah. Violet's going through PTSD. Definitely. Suffering she's, from PTSD. She's trying to come to terms uh, with the fact that yeah. like, her, her, someone she cared for deeply literally died in front of her. Yeah, uh, the uh, Luculia, the girl she meets at school, her brother Spencer. Oh, yeah, he's is, an alcoholic. Is, he was yeah, injured, yeah. and he now he's an alcoholic, and he can't hold down a job. Right. right. That that's was like, heavy, and it's yeah. fucking real, dude. And that's like a whole thing after World War One. people who were, like, quote, shell-shocked, right? The yeah. lost generation, I think. There's, like, another nickname for them. Like, people didn't yeah. really right. understand what they were going through. Right, because no one else had experienced. Yeah, like, no one had experienced it. And death like, on I that guess level. explorations right. into psychology, dude, yeah. was like far along. You couldn't like diagnose what those people were going through. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we get hints of that initially, but later on, we we get it a lot more. It even explains why the major's brother like hates Violet. Like we see it toward the end. He's like, "You didn't right. save my brother." Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And like even just you, him him calling her a killing machine. Um. It was really interesting. Like in, in episode one, uh, what's the guy's name who runs the, the company? The, the red haired guy. Yeah. I uh, don't remember. 
Oh man, Hodgins. 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 So Hodgins says to Violet in the first episode, like, "You have scars. Like you're burning." Burning. Oh, and dude, later on, uh, in episode eight or or nine, uh, I think Violet says, "Like you talk, like they talked about how they're burning again." Hodgins says, "Like they're all burning. They yeah. have invisible scars." And in that episode, right. episode nine, this is after she found out the major dies. She's in her room and she tries to choke herself, dude. Like she yeah, tries she tries to, like, to kill herself. Kill herself. With her fucking mechanical and that was arms. like in, that was so powerful to me. Yeah, no, I thought so too. Right? I yeah, definitely like, agree. That was like super hard hitting. Yeah, and like that uh, to me that that became like the whole point of the show. This is uh, a, a show about the, the experience of war. Like what, dude, what you go through after. I how yeah. it's like hard to get along and just like there's no back coming into back yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. we even have. Um, in the uh, in the last episode, um, or no, sorry, the second last episode, episode twelve. Uh, so some backstory: if people ha- watch the show and they can't remember the exact story, but the it starts off the war, a war has just ended between uh, what's it called Leiden Leiden Shaflich and right. Sidrigal. Right. Uh, <laughs> something like that. But yeah. uh, they have peace now, but then there's people in Sidrigal like that they, 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 people, they yeah. still want to keep fighting. Dude! And which was so interesting. And then in episode 12, uh, when Violet's, when the rebel forces have taken over the train and Violet's standing on top of the train talking to the leader of the, like, the bad guys. Yeah. She yeah, says, yeah. like, the war's over. And he says, like, do you mm. honestly feel that the war ever really ended? You and I have the memory of violence burned into us like scars, and it'll never be over. Dude. Uh, and he says, we dreamed the war would end. We thought we would receive glory that was promised to the living and the dead. But when we got back, we were betrayed and abandoned. So what's wrong with wanting to destroy everything? Oh, my like, fucking That was God. just, like, Dude. such a powerful... I didn't even... I wrote down most of it, uh, but it was, like, that was such a powerful scene. Like, we're seeing, like, the drive for this guy and, and Violet and, and uh, the Major's brother. Even Hodgins, like, wanting to kind of escape war. Like, he retires right away. Like, we see the profound effect that war had on all these different people and the paths they took. Yeah, man. Okay, this is one part that I'm really surprised didn't resonate with you, Sean. Yeah. Because as, uh, as some of you longtime listeners may or may not know... Uh, we are fans of Metal Gear, mm-hmm. and everything you just described is like more or less the base of Metal Gear and like what it's sort of built on. That idea, especially with like Big Boss. There's a line that um, I forgot what her name was. She's the like the the girl who works at the post company with the black hair. Catalea. Cat. Yeah, Catalea. She's like, some people can't live without war. That's or something like that, or like when when they're speaking in reference to those uh, people who are against the peace treaty uh, and stuff like that, and everything that he was saying, it's sort of in line with the whole character of Big Boss and uh, the the whole idea that once you go and you've you've lived on the battlefield, that just becomes your world, and when you return to society, there's no more place for you. And then that sort of, in, in Metal Gear at least, it leads Big Boss to start his own nation of soldiers and try to cl- create like a world of eternal war, basically. Or at least to his life and his his whole being and everyone who thinks the same way that he does uh, to exist in a constant state of conflict because that's all they're good for and that's all they'll ever be. And that's what Outer Heaven was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that whole ideal and that whole train of thought, again, is reflected in this show and how characters deal with coming back from conflict and like 
stuff like that. Agreed. Like this quote unquote bad guy isn't really a bad guy. Yeah, he's part of yeah. the nation that lost the war. Right, he's a uh, and he's and they, they and you know if they they come back to society they don't get a thanks and they feel like they were shafted. Yeah, you know they were they're drafted into a war to become killers and then they're treated like dog shit. Yeah, when they lose after and if they had won, who knows if it had been different? Yeah, and even people on the winning side like Violet's quite broken from the whole experience. Uh, Gilbert's brother is too. Yeah, no Hodgins, one... like just want like they don't delve into it a lot, but he says he has scars, and they, they just kind of say like he retired and he just tried to start like this this auto memories doll yeah, company, dude. right? No like, one walks out in one piece. Everybody's burning. Yeah, and actually that's that's another uh, thing that I really found interesting is early on, uh, Gilbert's brother says to her like, "How can you just be a letter writer now when you've like killed so right. many people?" and that and then later on she talks about it with Hodgins about how they're all burning and I guess at, at the end of the episode when they talk they say like Hodgins says that even though she has all these scars her work as a doll won't be forgotten either and yeah. it kind of flashes back to the different people that she's helped right and that was like a really powerful message too because it's Violet wonders if she's worthy of being a doll, if she can write these letters with all the bad things she's done. Exactly. And Hodgins saying, like, you've done those bad things, but you've also done good things, and that's worth something. Yeah, even and though you can't erase what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably how a lot of people coming back from a war would feel. Right, yeah. Hmm. I like that the show doesn't sugarcoat the fact that you can't, like, wash blood off your hands. And there there is no, like, happy ending to this show really because when Hodgins is explaining or like talking to Violet at first he doesn't have a good answer when she's like do I deserve to live he he's not like oh yeah you're fine you're good look at all the good things you do like right off yeah. the bat because he's confronted with the same thing where he's like do I deserve to live with all the shit that he's done and he's seen it's like it this show brings up some really like hard questions and yeah. I liked it a lot. And and for that reason, despite the fl- slow start, this is why like I ended up really liking the show. Right, yeah. Because it really brings it and in it, the it, second half. It I became thought. something that I didn't expect it to become at all. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because like those things are hinted at at the beginning and you think it's just like, oh, it's like gonna the be Beyblade cute. thing, like, oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> going to become a letter writer and maybe it's going to be like slice of life. Like I'm like learning a little bit of humanity. It's fun, right. but like becomes totally different and like even with like they they do introduce violet like in those first few episodes it's like established that she's like a super soldier of sorts Mm -hmm. where she can she's capable of violence and all this crazy action but also it's like when you see that you kind of just assume oh later down the line her friends are going to be in trouble and then she's going to save her friends and they're going to make an excuse for a cool action scene and that's never the case it's just like, the only times you see action are when it's, like, a flashback to a really, like, fucked up traumatic battle, you know? hmm I don't know. I liked it. Sean, you've huh. been awful quiet. Have you been convinced? Has Have any of this, like, made you think differently yet? about the show? Like, I wonder. Yeah. yeah. So, I kind of wish that I never watched the show, and instead, like, Dylan made, um like a 15 minute video essay on why you should watch Violet Evergarden. And I just watched that and I just nodded along happily. And then the video ended and I never watched the show anyways. Really? That would have been great because your explanation of the show right now has been much, much better than the show was at explaining itself Mm -hmm. or doing things. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, I thought the best episode, or like the closest that the show got to being like worth watching, was probably the episode with the mother and the daughter, and the mother like writing letters to the daughter every yeah. year of her life after she passed away. Um, but even then, it was kind of cheesy. Fair enough. Yeah. To like a degree, I can I can see that for sure. But I like I don't know. I thought I feel like parental death is something that happens in like every fucking anime that's ever existed ever sure but Mm -hmm. uh the way they sort of approach this where you're thinking throughout the whole episode you're like okay yeah no shit they're writing a letter to her in the future yeah this episode's gonna end with her being like 40 and reading the letter and being like oh i'm sorry i was sick and i couldn't blah 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 anyways have a good life love you bye but, and it, it was sort of that, but it was also, like, I wasn't expecting a letter every year for fucking 50 years or something. Yeah, yeah I wasn't like, expecting to see all of them, too, and <laughs> see her right. go through her life. Yeah. That hit me hard, man. Me, too. I was like, I was like fuck, that was this, beautiful. Is, this yeah. is so nice. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's actually, I think that's also a big... Um, breakthrough for violet like she gets quite emotional at the end of she the starts episode crying. yeah she's like it's like she's man, not gonna be there i don't know i don't remember which episode it is that you first see violet cry but when you do it's like you're kind of you've been following her through this journey where like she's interacting with people she's learning different parts of what it's like to be human but when you see it like click in her head and she has an emotional response i think it's pretty powerful because it's like oh wow she gets it. And I get it, too. I get exactly what you're trying to say, writers of Violet Evergarden. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other things that I, I really enjoyed. Oh, episode 11 was quite powerful, too. That's where she writes the letter for the soldier that's dying. Yeah, dude. Oh, what, that was rough. <laughs> what was even especially powerful was that... They didn't pull any punches with that, uh, with the rebel squad, like, annihilating the forces from Sidrigal, just like that sniper. Oh, that And a couple just... times, and what was beautiful also was that the sniper wasn't necessarily, like, a big bad either. He, like, you can just see, like, dude. him pausing. Yeah. But, yeah, but you can see him, like, pausing before he, like, snipes the people. Right, Because right. he's a human, too. But he kills, like, every one of those people yeah. in Aiden's squad. It's pretty rough, mm. man. Yeah. Um, and also even hearing that kid being like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Don't let me die. I'm scared to die. It's like, fuck, am I watching Full Metal Jacket right now? Like, yeah. holy shit. Dude. He's like a kid. He's like 18 or something. And he writes the, like a really powerful letter to his parents and to, <laughs> and to, the, so sad, to the girl man. he loves, Maria. But one of the things he, he says yeah. to his parents, like he says, like, thank you. F- like, I'm so grateful that I was your son. It wasn't then, supposed to turn out like this. Yeah, he says, yeah, he says stuff like, it wasn't supposed to turn out like this. And then he says, if you guys are, if, like, reincarnations are, like, if you're born into a new life, I really hope you end up marrying each other, and I hope I get to see your son again. I, 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 sorry, I hope I, I, sorry, I hope I get to be your son again. That yeah. sounded trippy for a second. <laughs> yeah. I hope I get to see your son from third person, so yeah. I know yeah, how he sorry. stacks up to me. Yeah. He says, <laughs> like, I hope I get to be your son because it wasn't supposed to be this way. I like, know. My life wasn't supposed oh. to end this way. 
And that then, was heartbreak. And then he says to Maria, like, I don't want to die. I want to come home and be by your side. Wait for um, me. And he, she gets her, his, her fucking uh, handkerchief delivered to her with his yeah. blood on it. And there's even a part where, like, he's dictating what he wants to say to Violet. And when he says, I love you, the sound, like, cuts out for, like, the right. I love you, which was, like, also, like, I was like, whoa, like, because he doesn't ever get to say it. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Right. And she's just air typing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a little stupid, but uh, whatever. Yeah, it was a bit out there, but the rest of that episode Overall, was, uh, yeah, the, the sentiment yeah, uh, there I, was incredibly powerful. I thought so, too, And man. so, yeah, I, every episode after episode seven hit me pretty, pretty powerful. <laughs> Brennan's just pretty looking at me, waiting for me to say something. Sean's yeah, got you've nothing, been so man. quiet, Sean. Guys, the only thing I want to say is every single time that you said, like, oh, that was powerful, that was moving... That was interesting. I thought that was really like intense and beautiful. I've agreed with none of it. Oh, <laughs> really? Man. Yeah, man. I don't know what to say. I mean, say that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just did. It's okay. You can think differently. You can feel different. It's fine if you're a callous shell of a man. No, this show <laughs> made me into Violet in the first episode. I started as Violet in the 13th episode and became Violet in the first episode. <laughs> Tears went back into my eyes. My eyes became dry. I stopped Damn, caring about humanity <laughs> watching this. Uh, so wait, okay, wait. Oh my God. Can you yeah, break dude. down the shit that you hated the most about this? Honestly, I Sell can't... Sell me into hating this. No. I want more things to hate. Honestly, I would if I could. I've done that for previous anime that we've watched. This was just so immensely boring. It was so mediocre. I didn't even find things to dislike. It was just... That's very run of the mill. That's very. Did you did yeah. you make any Metal Gear connections with the stuff they're saying about war? Did no. that come to mind at all? No. Now <laughs> hearing that though, yeah, does, does that it, make that doesn't does make click? you feel anything though? No, I like I like what you guys are saying, but it doesn't make me like the show more, and right. it doesn't want to make me rewatch it to understand what they were saying. Fair mm -hmm. enough. But I like what you're saying. It sounds very interesting. <laughs> I just don't think that the show was interesting. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I don't think I would rewatch this necessarily, but I did have a, a much better time than I was expecting watching mm. this show. Oh, one thing I can say is that I really didn't like the final shot of the final episode where after that whole thing where she writes her letter to, uh, the major, um, and it gets released in this festival or whatever, and everybody's sentiments are floating in the air, and she finally comes to terms with his death and the fact that he's gone and the fact that she can continue living and try to uh, lead a good life because it's what he wanted, and she finally understands what he meant by I love you because she's experienced so many different kinds of love, and she's seen so many different people express their love and their grief and now she gets it and she feels it and she knows what she's feeling she can put it into words but at the very end all of that's just kind of like the rug gets pulled out from under you because they sort of hint that hint, the major's alive yeah and that he's just fucking chilling in a cottage out of, outside of like on the outskirts oh, of yeah. town or something yeah that was real fucking stupid. the door opens and she just blushes and she's like oh it's like what well, wasn't that blatant, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah that I, that was the next thing i want to bring up it, it reminded me a lot of the end of the dark knight rises where michael kane like alfred goes and sits at that restaurant and then he sees bruce wayne <laughs> and then he just cuts back to him and he like nods, nods. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly which i also felt like they shouldn't have shown bruce wayne in that shot right uh should have been more ambiguous right i thought 
And then right. in this case, though, we, we don't see Gilbert, and we don't know it's actually him, but we can Who assume. Who else could it be, he's right? Like, she's surprised, and then she smiles. Who else could it be? Yeah, and I think that was maybe... That that definitely should have been done. It probably it was a much stronger ending to just end with... Him being dead. I was him like... Him being dead, like all the letters showering down, and that was closure enough. Yeah, my... Okay, my, my, my train of thought is, okay, the show's gonna go as far as to... Uh, like when you think, oh, this could have a corny, cheesy, happy ending. Everything's tied up with the bow. Everyone makes it out alive. Oh, that guy who got shot, he gets better. He meets his childhood girlfriend again. Everything's fine. Um, you know, it. This show had so many opportunities to take the corny route to make you feel good, but it didn't pull punches. It didn't. And yeah. it's like at the end of the day, it was like, F- fuck you. I'm gonna make you hurt. Uh, you expect it to resolve nicely because in every other anime when shit like this happens there's some kind of resolution and in this case there's not it's just loss and you're sort of supposed to feel lost the way uh violet sort of interacts with the idea of loss um and they do that whole thing and you're like okay this show's got some balls it's gonna take the risks that other shows are are not willing to take and listen to that dude who thinks we have a boner for death just just allow me this just allow me this this one time because like what the fuck how are they gonna do this at the very end why it doesn't make any sense that gilbert would be alive and he wouldn't tell anyone he wouldn't tell his brother he wouldn't tell his mom he wouldn't tell red-haired man at the post office hodgins hodgins he would <laughs> he wouldn't try to find violet why would he be alive and just exist in solitude but yeah he's, he's shell-shocked He's like Roy Mustang at the end of Full Metal, the original series in the movie, when he's got an eye patch living in a shed in the uh, <laughs> in the snowy wilderness. Anybody? Maybe that should be right. censored. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I don't know. In case that's like a spoiler. Nah, fuck it's the it. end of the show. Okay, wait. So, Brendan, uh, I agree with you totally. That's I wanted to talk about that, and I appreciated that the show didn't pull any punches. Although I. Like by that point, it surprised me that they decided to sh- like to hint that Gilbert was there. Like, I wouldn't say that that was that was what they were leaning towards because I think early on I had the suspicion that oh the major must be alive because that's the way things work. Right. And then <laughs> by I guess episode eight or something, I was like oh, okay great the major's not alive. They're actually going for it. And episode thirteen, I wasn't expecting a happy ending. Like I was expecting. The bittersweet, poignant ending that I guess we were getting. We were to yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like it, it, it didn't seem like uh, we started so it getting was actually, that ending. Yeah, I was going to say like it, act, it. It was a surprise that they ended up going the safe route. Like I thought this show wasn't doing the safe route, and this is all obviously all speculation. I guess it could be that it wasn't Gilbert. I guess maybe we'll see. But based on what they're hinting at, I really disagreed with the fact that they wanted to hint that the major could be alive Man. because i think that misses the whole point <sighs> of the show and the reason why i liked the last half of it and the whole show in general but i really like the themes that they brought up now it's all for nothing I, if, if if the major's life you said that we might find out because the show might continue 
Yes, right. I don't so, want yeah. it to. So I don't want so it to. Honestly, I, I, I think uh, like a while back they announced an OVA, and then I think like two weeks ago they they said there's something else coming, and we don't know. Yeah, if so the official OVA. Twitter account said that something is happening, and uh, frankly, I don't know if that means a new anime or a new like the the novel is going to keep going on. I don't really know what they were talking mm-hmm. about, but it's probably an anime. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah, there's an OVA happening in July. But we yeah. can we can figure that that's probably going to be like an in between story. It is. Right. Yeah, it's, it's supposed yeah. to be yeah. like between episode four and five or something. Oh, Something okay, like that. Right. But I thought there was something else coming in addition to the OVA. So maybe it's yeah. season two, maybe it's the books, maybe it's another. It could, yeah, yeah. I we don't know. Like, but I, I don't think it should continue. Like, in terms, there yeah. shouldn't be a season two. I think the show ends. Save for if you can get over the Gilbert thing, whatever, fine. But if people are happy with that, whatever, whatever. But the show doesn't really seem like it has a place to continue. Like, I think it, it doesn't need it, to. It served its point really well, and I'm happy with it. For the right. most part, yeah. Which and is dude. continuing it, I don't even know where they would go. Like, what can they do about this show that would be interesting? Unless they just change what it's about. If it's not about humanity and the perils of war, then Violet, I'm not interested. Violet Evergarden Brotherhood. Where after <laughs> episode six, it goes on a tangent. And different story, different yeah. ending. Yeah. Fuck. Homunculi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, I think the way they wrapped it up is like the equivalent of. Like the 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 ending title appearing, just being like the end, and then a question mark fading in beside uh, it. Mm-hmm. It's like stop. Like even if you want to make a season two, what are you gonna say that you haven't already said? Which is why I like these sort of singular, like like anime in a vacuum, where it's just a story told in like twenty four, twenty eight episodes, maybe sometimes less. And that's just it. It's just this capsule of story. Yeah. It's like, here you go. Dive into it. This is what this is. And then it's done. And then they don't cash in on it. If they want, they make something new. There, I just feel like there's no need at this point for any more Violet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you got attached to the characters, it's like, well, shit, man, write a fan fiction. <laughs> I don't know. What if it's yeah, a new character? We need to be story. okay with endings. Yeah, totally. Right. That's more nor- uh, North American society than like Japanese, though. Right. Like shows that go on way too long. Are you sure? What about Yu-Gi-Oh? Or like Naruto, Digimon, Beyblade, Naruto. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those shows. <laughs> One Piece. <laughs> right. Okay. That's sorry. That's yeah. fine. But I miss so, so many. Fine. Then we as a society need to be more okay with endings and closure. Yeah. Finite shows. Yeah. Right. Totally. They're better. They're better. Quote me on it. <laughs> Not that that's a, that hot of a take, but... I mean, they just have more of an opportunity to, to hit you where yeah. it hurts. And then... Because, I mean, the more they hit you in that one spot, the more numb you're going to go to it. Yeah. Like, if they do the same thing, I'm not going to give a shit. Yeah. I won't watch it. Death Note was perfect. Yeah, man. You uh, can't touch it. Yeah. Full Metal Alchemist was perfect. Untouchable. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop was perfect. Untouchable. Yeah. Finite show. Didn't need Doing a movie. They, which one? Cowboy. Oh. Cowboy didn't need a movie, but it was good, it. though. The movie offered some interesting insights. Right. Right. I'm kind of blanking on what happened, but yeah, I remember it. It's not, all just a dream. Not necessary, but yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they also touch on it was Spike's relationship with Julia. He talks a bit about Julia. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get back in prison. Yeah. yeah. Check out our fucking Cowboy Bebop episode. <laughs> yeah. Great episode, if I do say so myself. It's one that we're proud of. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Violet fucking Evergarden. I don't think I have a lot more to say about this. To be I guess that's honest. all. Oh, there's actually 
I think that's all I have to say. Oh, there's one other thing that I wanted to say, which was just like a weird, funny quote, uh, where, which is the backstory of um, the backstory of, of Violet and how she came to be with uh, Gilbert. And then uh, Gilbert's talking to, I guess, a general or something. And he's saying, like, Violet should be in, like, the front lines or some, some bullshit. Like, oh, yeah, and he's like, like, oh, no, she's going to be in danger. And then he's just like, hey, don't get so worked up about this. Just explo- exploit this or- orphan girl as much as you can and then dump her on the battlefield when she's of no use to you. It was just like a really <laughs> weird line that came out of left field. Like, it anyway, I was like, jeez, dude. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was, yeah. Uh, it's like no subste- subtext whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just like, I don't know. Don't get worked up with it. Just exploit this girl and toss her aside. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, that's something a real person would say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody writing frat boy dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's your uh, initiation, bro. Don't you want to be a Kappa Alpha Gamma? Yeah, dude, just exploit her. <laughs> just exploit her and then toss her aside. <laughs> Good God. Um, oh, man. Uh, so the voice actor Violet Evergarden. In English? Yeah, in English. Yeah. Is named Erica Harlatcher. Okay. And she voices on Takamaki in Persona 5. Oh, yeah, right. Takamaki-san. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's uh, my contribution. Any <laughs> <laughs> no other interesting uh, crossovers? Like, other things we've seen? I, I mean, didn't really look into it I think because was... none of the characters in the show meant anything to me. So I just figured I'd get uh, Violet. I think this was made by Kyoto Animation, who also yes, made uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Right, that makes sense. Which is a very different anime, but also another very good-looking one. Yeah, I really like how uh, Miss Kobayashi looks. Sorry, not the character. (laughs) Also, also the character though. But I established you were in love with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, so final thoughts. Would we say we'd recommend this to anyone? Would you guys? Honestly, I don't know if I would. It's it's hard to say because I feel like this is a. This this makes you feel a very specific way, and I don't think everyone wants to feel what this anime is going to at least try to make you feel. Clearly not. <laughs> I want to recommend this anime, but I'm not sure who I could recommend it to. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the slow start, I can definitely picture being off-putting to oh, people, because no it was question. kind of off-putting to me. Like, I wasn't turned off, but I was just like, oh, this is, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would recommend this to nobody. Um, just because, like, as I was watching it, I didn't pick up on any interesting plot points that I think that would be interesting to anyone else. Fair enough. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I definitely liked this, but um, I think it's just something for me to watch and enjoy. And I wouldn't, like, I'm not kicking down any doors to be like, yo, stop what you're doing and watch this show. Because, uh... Yeah, Whoa. I don't know. It might not. It might not. It might not. <laughs> just picturing us doing that on the regular to people, just kicking down people's doors and be like, "Hey, the fuck are you doing right now?" Watch Made in Abyss. Oh, God. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, the idea of us doing that reminds me of from The Simpsons, like Bone Storm. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> Buy me Buy Bone Storm or go, go to hell. hell. <laughs> but I just picture us just like being like badass Santas, kicking down kids' doors and demanding that they watch shows. Anime, oh anyway. God. Uh, so if there's a sequel series, would yeah. you guys watch it? I mean, yeah. I think for everything that we've watched... Oh, wait, no, wait. That's not true. But for <laughs> a lot of things that we've watched, I would watch the sequel series. 
even if I don't think they should have a sequel series. So for this one, I would. Yes. Uh, I feel like I might get curious, but I probably wouldn't on principle. I think I would have to know, though, wh where they were going with it. I right. just, I'd, I'd get the spark notes from you. I'd be like, Dylan, True. is it garbage? And you'd be like, yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I'd probably wait for one of you guys to watch it, and then I'd <laughs> ask you if it was good, and it, regardless of what you guys told me, I'd be highly skeptical. And then you wouldn't watch it. <laughs> and then I probably wouldn't watch it. Almost definitely not watch it forever. Right. And ever. Right. Yeah. I'm in. Sick. <laughs> so we've been the Shonen Chumps. We we still are the Shonen Chumps. We will forever be the Shonen Chumps that oh! you can find on <laughs> Twitter at Shonen Chumps. You can email us shonenchumps at gmail.com. And again, all of you guys who've been uh, talking to us, thank you so much. It's really nice to talk to you guys. It's really nice to know that there are people out there who give a shit or who enjoy this show. Uh, it makes making it that much more gratifying. Uh, shout out the communication squad. Yeah. Fucking hell yeah. Put yeah. your S's up in the air. <laughs> Shonen chumps. It doesn't look cool at all. It's really not. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very it's, awkward hand We sign. need to come up with a, a hand logo. We need better we'll branding. About it. We'll yeah. get back to you. <laughs> all of our listeners are my major. <laughs> yeah. They make me feel things. I would lose both arms for you. Uh, <laughs> and I will type you a letter whenever you so desire. Yeah, type us we your will. letters. We actually we will legitimately will. <laughs> like emails, electronic mail, or tweets, or electronic letters, or YouTube comments, or iTunes reviews. Whatever you feel comfortable doing, just let us know you're there. Please. Please? <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do that at the same time? Okay, bye. See you, Space Cowboy. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>